Hello, it's Leslie. Oh, that's Jason. <laughs> I was going to start off with something really cool, like really hip. You know, uh -huh. like, yo, 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 what's up, my, my homies <laughs> and Leslie's homies? Welcome to the podcast, baby. But I don't know if that would work good. I don't know. But we did recently learn the lingo of the um, millennials. No, yeah. not the millennials, oh. the Gen Z. Yeah, that was pretty. Yeah, so you should have started with that. I know, now I forgot how to do it all, though. I The only one I remember is, go off, Gina. Right. So that's what I say to your intro, go off, Gina. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I did. I got on an auction one time, and I started go, going off on the Gen Z uh, making the comments and stuff like that, like, this is so vibe, or, I don't know, all that, all that stuff, it was fun. Yeah. It was funny, but, I probably won't do my intro like I did a few minutes ago, though. Again. No, no, probably not. Do you remember, um, I was just thinking about the way people talk, uh -huh. and stuff, and we had this, uh, and again, we don't really know what we're talking about when we do the podcast, and we're doing the podcast just for Leslie and I. So thank you for listening to us talk to each other. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> amongst, there's a million people listening. Oh, but, right. Of you know, course. Just so many. Yeah. So anyways, thank you for taking the time to listen listen to us. We really do appreciate mm -hmm. it. But we have this neighbor. I was just thinking about lingo. And uh, it was like one o'clock at night. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm going to talk about. Yes, I do. And the parents were gone across the street and stuff like that. And there was this uh, kid that they ended up having this huge party, like all the time when the parents were gone. And it was just loud and it was just complete stupidness. And we had little kids, like we had mm -hmm. babies that, you know, we wanted to keep asleep and things yeah. like that too. So mm -hmm. it was all the wrong ingredients. Right. And so... I usually want to keep peace with the neighbors. I don't know why. I, even if they were being weird. but And maybe we're weird. I don't know. I think we are, but, but we do try to be nice neighbors. It's one night. It's like one o'clock. And we hear outside of our bedroom window. Like the, this really loud, with no exhaust on it, four-wheeler. Mm -hmm. And it's just sitting there. Right outside of our window on the other side of the fence. On our bedroom window, and it's just loud. I think one of her daughters had heard it too. And then there's, I was like, something's got to happen. Leslie's like, this is stupid. And so I walk over there. <laughs> I walked over there in the middle of the night, which I don't know if it's smart to do when you got, <laughs> you know, a bunch of 20 year olds or something like that, or 18, whatever they were. All I know is they were young and I was old. Right. I mean, I was probably 40. But, anyways, I walked over there. And I said, uh, I don't know if I said it real nice. I'm usually pretty nice. But <laughs> I think I screamed at him, basically. Mm -hmm. Like, what the are you doing? And uh -huh. stuff like that. And the one kid turned around. This is where the <laughs> language barrier. He's like, who dat? And I'm like. <laughs> this was who? absolutely the wrong thing to say at 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. When you've just woken us up. And you're out there already mad. That was absolutely... Yeah. And it's just like, who dat? <laughs> I'm just like... <laughs> I'm like, who dat? It's the da-da-da neighbor. <laughs> and you 
shut the who dad up, right? And so anyways, the other kid that lived there, he's like, he cool, he cool. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. He cool, who dad, who cool, he cool. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So anyways, I go, can you guys just, just like shut that thing off and go somewhere else? And they did. Yes. <laughs> they respected the elders. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, just don't say who dat to us at one o'clock in the or, morning. Or he coo. He coo. Coo. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I hadn't heard coo for a long time, like Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if that was the right thing to say. Just oh, ago, but yeah, that was weird. These guys are just, just <laughs> weird. <laughs> we try not to be Karens, but every once in a while, usually if it involves our kids. Right. You know, I have all of the makings of a Karen, except the haircut. White, middle-aged, mother, and there you go. Right. So when it involves the kids, that's when it's usually not going to be good. Which we do have a story about that too with shipping. Yes. Because we're going to talk about shipping vehicles today. Because we've been thinking about this a lot. <clears throat> that shipping vehicles, and we, we have trucks that we're dealing with all the time. A couple, three times a week. Um, things that are being shipped here or we're sending vehicles off. And it's... There's are some tips and hints and advice over the years that we've learned. And a lot of them we've learned um, through trial and error. So we just recently had a story where I had a little bit of a Karen moment with a truck driver. So we'll talk about that. Yeah. Too. The, the, they're trying to do their jobs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but at the same time, they're working with dispatchers and doing all this stuff. And it gets kind of weird yeah i think the difficult part is you're dealing with a broker and then sometimes you have a dispatcher in the middle and then you have the driver and it depends which one but if you're setting up vehicle shipping you're usually talking to a broker so they're not even anywhere near the truck they're just setting up the the shipments and so by the time the truck arrives to you you're dealing with the driver. You may or may not have talked to a dispatcher. And so this is a totally new third person to you that you've never talked to before. Right. And it's difficult. Very difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so tell what happened. So we, <laughs> and this is about communication. So the first tip, have really good communication with the whole shipping process. So when you, it's a good idea to have somebody that's been recommended to you as a broker, or, you know, if you know someone who's a broker, you could make calls too, but get your estimates um, for shipping because they can all be different. But if you're working with a broker that you know, or that someone's recommended, sometimes it's a little easier because you can be familiar with the process. So all that said, we work with a broker that we use a lot and we don't always work with them because it depends on who's setting up the shipping. But we um, we know him, <clears throat> we've used him a ton and he knows us and so it makes it a little bit easier because he knows the, the factors. So we had a vehicle that was getting ready to be shipped out, one that we had sold 
and we were using the broker that we know. No, we weren't. We were using a broker we didn't know. And yeah. I had given them our address and we we have a couple of different places that we load vehicles depending on the size of the truck because our if it's a really big truck then we want to load it a different place than if it's a rollback that's coming so i always find out and you do too what kind of truck is it and we'll arrange so in this particular instance the broker said i need an address and i said well what kind of truck and they said we don't know yet and i said okay well i'm going to give you an address but don't send the truck to this address until we know what kind it is because um, we don't want the truck driver to be frustrated when they show up. So no problem, no problem. So I gave them our address. We knew that the truck was coming in a few days and then we're just waiting to hear from the driver that they're gonna come. And so we knew that they were gonna be coming the following day and I had confirmed with the broker another time I need to give them the pickup address. No problem. The driver will call you. So this is where the communication comes in because I trusted like, oh, I'll just, they need an address on their books. I'll give them this one, but we'll arrange the actual pickup address later. So don't hear anything. We're going about our lives. We go to bed. Um, and, and the other thing is our pickup hours are between eight and five, Monday through Friday, which is another good tip. If you have certain hours you really 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 should make that clear like underscore it these are the hours um because we'll talk about that in a few minutes so we go to bed our son who's 17 comes and wakes us up at like midnight and he said there's someone outside with a flashlight around the mailbox and there's a big old truck on the street so doing what we do for a living we knew that a truck was here. The only vehicle we had to ship out was this one. And I instantly went Karen zero to 10 because he was freaked out. Mason's like, there's someone outside with a flashlight. We live in a really rural area. So if someone's right. out to flashlight, that is very, if anyone is out here except coyotes, right. you're going to notice. Yeah. So I instantly jump out of bed Put on my bathrobe. Jason can't even catch up with me. I'm already down the stairs and I'm heading outside. And I see big car hauler, huge, like the biggest car hauler you can have parked on our street. Probably said who dad on the door. It probably said who dad, <laughs> we coo. And I was instantly like in 10 mode. And I went out and I said, what are you doing here? And I'm like whisper yelling because... We do have neighbors. They're not super close, but they, we do have neighbors. And so I'm like, you, what are you doing? Why are you here? This isn't even our pickup times. We're not loading at this address. We can't load the truck here at this hour. And, and it's Sunday night. Yeah. And he was supposed to be here Friday afternoon. <laughs> That's right. I forgot even about that. He was supposed to be here Friday and then we didn't hear anything. We never heard nothing. So we were like. If that happens, they're usually not ever coming, ever. Yeah, so we're, you know, and we're used to that. Like, you don't usually know when someone's showing up until exactly when they, you know, real close. And so we weren't real worried about it. So I just flipped 
a gasket. And this guy... You always say flip a biscuit. I flipped a biscuit or yeah. two or four. <laughs> right. And it was twofold because one, he scared our son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> two, he showed up at midnight. I guess threefold. Three, we didn't even know he was coming. Right. And we're not going to load a car at midnight. We're not doing it. Right, not going to happen. You know, it's in the dark. You can't see anything. And so I just start going off. And the guy's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I This is the only address I had. I thought I could just sleep overnight and pick up the car in the morning. I'm like, you can't sleep here. Okay. You need to go somewhere else to sleep. And we do have some, we had another place where we could tell him that he could go to sleep. And he didn't know the area. So I did feel bad afterwards. But it was bad communication through the process that I didn't realize was bad communication until the situation presented itself. And then, on top of it, we we don't like loading vehicles in the dark anyways because you can't see what's going on. It's It's just not a good situation. So he gets on his way. Jason is the voice of reason, so he helps the guy you know, with directions like how to get to an alternate location to sleep. And then he came back in the morning and he's like, I am so sorry. I, he, this guy, he has dealt with a crazy mother before, maybe his own. I don't know. Like he was so apologetic, very, very nice gentleman. And I said, I'm really sorry. I just like flipped a gasket and a biscuit at the same time. And so then we felt good about sending the truck, the truck with the vehicle that was being shipped and, and it got on its way, but um, it can be that frustrating to ship a vehicle. And we've been doing this for 19 years. And right. um, the, the, that situation just happened maybe six months ago yeah. or something like that. And we thought everything was in line. We thought everybody had good communication and we missed it. And it caused frustration for everyone yeah. involved. And so it worked out fine, but... Um, <clears throat> That is a main important thing. And the other thing that's important to know too, you if you don't feel comfortable receiving or sending a vehicle with a driver, like if there's just something off or weird or you're not getting what you need, you can send them away. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. I've had <clears throat> I've only had that one time mm-hmm. and you just learn from experience, but there was a guy that had came and he was, I don't know, he just had a really bad attitude and was angry and he had to move one of the other cars off that he had on the truck already. And so he um, unloaded it, and but he was just kind of being rough with it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, he was just being snarky and that kind of thing. And so I was like, hey, you know what? I see the way you're like, I don't know what's going on or something like that. You got something like personally going on. And I see the way you're treating this car, and you're, I'm not gonna let you put this thing on there. And I think it was like a, it was actually a Nova. It's funny how I remember that. Yeah. We've sold 1,400 cars. This is probably about car number 601 or something. But <laughs> right. Anyways, it was a 72 Nova, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not. We're not uh, gonna load this on here. Mm-hmm. Then he got very mad. And I said, I just see the way you're treating this car with me. With my eyes watching you, and when you're doing this by yourself, I just don't trust you. <clears throat> and he was angry, and it was funny. I forgot. I totally forgot about this. He called. He called you. Did he? 
Yes, he called to complain to my manager. <laughs> somehow he had Mark Hart. Cause it, and he called. And, and your phone number or something was, I don't know what That's it was. That's funny. But he called and complained to you, my manager. <laughs> That's so, I don't even remember that. Think, I'm pretty sure he called you or he, maybe he called me and left a message or something like that. But I thought. Yeah. I, you know what? Because uh, our our name was on both the cards, mm-hmm. and when he actually he called my number because my number is the only one on there, and he talked he said Leslie. Oh, okay. On there, so that's what it was. But yeah, it was just so. It was just so weird. What he was, and here's the funny thing: when he left, so you could only drive down the street one way to load at ours, and he got so mad, slammed that car on there. And he went to the end of the street, but you just usually keep on going. And he turned around <gasps> and went on the other side of the street. Uh-huh. And he, there was this big oak tree. And he hit the car that was on top. Because mm-hmm. it was one of those swooping down mm-hmm. ones. And hit the roof on it. Oh. Like, like dented it in. Because he sped by because he was so mad. Oh, my. <laughs> that is scary. And I was like, Wow. That is scary. I think it's gotten a little easier with shipping through the years because back in the early days, it wasn't a new thing that individuals are shipping vehicles. I mean, it's been going on at car dealerships forever and from auctions, but having individuals involved. And so um, at first, it was really, really hard. Like the drivers would say, okay, I'll be there at five. And there were times when they said, I'll be there at 5, and they were here at 1 o'clock in the morning. Right, because they keep on... And I missed a lot of events and, mm-hmm. and stuff, and it was hard because you didn't understand either. And mm-hmm. I didn't even understand what was going on, but it was like, okay, I'll be at the game. But they would just lead you, and it would be like, yeah, I'll be there at 5. And then it's, okay, well, I'll be there at 6. Oh, wait, I have a delay. Be at 7, 8, 9, and then so you get on this rabbit trail mm-hmm. and you just, you know, and it's, it's just an interesting thing that happens. And, but it doesn't really <coughs> happen. And that happened to Leslie that other night when it, which was a weird circumstance. Yeah. But it, it doesn't happen as much anymore mm-hmm. because we're like Monday through Friday. It's, it's funny cause it's not, we don't try to be like really stern with people in general, uh-uh. in our general life, but with the truck drivers, and they're dealing with a broker, and we'll explain how brokers work and truck drivers in general works, just so you know. Um, they, I don't know what I was just going to say. They, they, um, what was I going to say? Like the boundaries of it, kind of? Yeah, you have to tell them, like, we're open from 9 to 5. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean come at 5. Right. That means you got to be out of here by five o'clock mm-hmm. well then they'll say well can you just leave the keys in it and then pick it up by themselves and i'm like absolutely not if you're not here by leaving by five if you if there's not going to happen then you're going to pick it up in the morning yep and you're going to come at nine o'clock mm-hmm. and so it's interesting since i've started doing that with the truck drivers they they usually figure out a way to do it yeah they usually figure out a way to do that. Where in the past, I didn't think they could figure out. It was like 
coming across this great opportunity, you know, it's like, I got to jump on this right now and, or I'm going to lose the deal. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how we think with truck drivers. Like, well, if they're not going to pick it up today, it's never going to happen. You know, they'll never, they'll never be a truck driver ever to pick up this car to take it to New York. And no, there's a lot of truck drivers. Mm-hmm. There's just a ton of truck drivers, but they can, they can for a small moment ruin your life. And because it's, <clears throat> it's really difficult. And there, you know, the, at the end of the day, the truck driver, we do, we do have um, care for the truck driver because they're the end person. They do need to load all these vehicles. They do need to get on the road quickly, you know, that by the end of the day, if they don't get their load. So we try to be respectful of that too. So if they say, okay, can't do it tonight. Can we meet at eight in the morning? We're like, yep, we'll be there. And we try to be respectful of their time too, so that they're not waiting on us necessarily, unnecessarily or anything like that. Um, but it is important. You Communication is the biggest thing. So talking with the broker, finding out the specifics, how much the shipping is going to be. It's usually cash on delivery, I think, isn't it? Usually. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's other situations, but um, you're going to, set up with the broker they're gonna know the the delivery address and then they get the truck dispatched and the, and you give them our information or who's ever the seller's information or the buyers one way or the other and then a truck is on the way so then what happens when like what are our tips for when the vehicle shows up because you want to stay in good communication where are you going to pick up what are the situations going to be Okay, you've got that all sorted out. Now what? You're going to go either deliver a vehicle or get one off the truck. What are our best tips for that? Right. <clears throat> so if you were going to... Um, I was just going to tail off just a second yeah. mm-hmm. a minute ago. How the um, how the brokers work or a truck driver. Mm-hmm. Just because you call it... Let's say there's a shipping company. I'm going to use a shipping company. And they may have their own trucks. Everyone is acting like a broker. So if you hire a truck, truck unless it's the, the driver, you know the driver, you know that driver has his own truck, he may be picking it up himself. But everyone is a broker. Yeah. So whether they're a truck driver or not. So what they do is they put it on central dispatch. And so it's this big board on the computer. And they put in there. So if you're broker, everyone's making money off of it. So... If you pay $1,500 to ship your rig, some brokers are really greedy. So they'll put it on there for $1,000 on the board. They're going to make $500, the broker, which is kind of a lot. So that's why it's good to shop around. But accountability is important, too, to know who you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. So they put it on the board, and if it doesn't um, move, then they might put it on the board for $1,100. They might put it on the board for $1,200. And now they're not making as much the broker. So that's how they're they're making money. So if you get a really cheap shipping quote that thinks, wow, this is really cheap compared, they're throwing it on the board. They're trying to make money, too much money sometimes. So if all the other cars in the area, the truck driver gets 1100 or 1000 and they put it on the board for 700 no truck driver is going to pick up your car. Because he's going to pick up the more expensive ones. Yeah. So, I mean, that's basically how it works. It just goes on 
and they all use the same dispatch board. You know, you could have this really fancy looking company and they're still hiring the same, same truck. Mm-hmm. So, so one thing I'll talk about, cause you have a good experience of, uh, getting it off the truck with the super cam. Yes, that was, mm-hmm. So when you load the car, it's important to have a camera. Very important. Phone, yes. And always want to be nice to the driver and stuff because they're taking your car. You don't want them to be like, get mad at someone at McDonald's and then the worker spits on your hamburger. True. And you don't know it. So mm-hmm. uh, you want them to treat your car nice. So be friendly when you, you show up there. Be accommodating. Be nice. Uh, they all, they'll have paperwork, which is called a bill uh, of landing. Yeah, bill of lading. Mm-hmm. Bill of lading. And so you just want to make sure your name and address is on there, where it's going, their name and address on there. And sometimes they'll try to cut corners. They won't, oh, I'll fill it out later or something like that. No, nope, you need to fill it out. And so I always make sure the year's there, the miles are there, the VIN number's there. Um, I usually show them how to start the car. And then they do their inspection report. And they write down all the stuff. If you have stuff inside the car, like some boxes or something like that, make a note. Like there's a box of parts in there. If you're giving the driver the title, you need to write on there, gave driver the title. And sometimes, I never usually do that. I don't like to. I send it FedEx to where it's going. But in some cases, if it's going overseas, you got to give the title to the driver. And I'll usually take a picture with the title with the guy hand, holding it. Yeah. And then um, and then you watch them load it. Make sure it's loaded fine. All the paperwork's filled out. Make sure you get a copy. They do it kind of cool now, too, because sometimes you don't get a paper copy. They do it on their phone, the inspection report. And then you sign it, you put your email in, and it goes to your email. Mm-hmm. So, which is really cool. And always get that. There's a there's probably 25% of the time that they will say, I'll do that later. Yeah. And then you're like, no, I need a, I need a copy. No, I'll do it later. No, I need a copy. And you're, you need to be friendly and professional, but you do also have to be firm. I had to ask someone the other day three times for it fine driver he just wanted to do his paperwork later and then he was like oh okay and then he got it because they're in a hurry um but it's really important for them to do all of what jason said and the walk around you want him to do that walk around of the vehicle in front of you too so that you can see what things that they're noticing on the vehicle and you already know your vehicle if you're the seller but that way you can just pick up on anything that they're seeing and because we deal with so much old stuff, you should give them any tips and hints about the car itself if it has an oddity. Like, oh yeah, before you start this, you're going to need to pump it two times. Or, oh, make sure, you know, the e-brake is on on this one. Or don't put the e-brake on at all on this one because there's always those little things. But make sure you give them all of that information so they can be successful especially if they have to load it and unload it at different places along yeah. the way and i like what you did the other day you put a note because we had this f100 pickup mm-hmm. and you explained it in the video on the auction and stuff like that but it doesn't like to stay in park yeah it, you know if you put it in park it you have to really make sure it's in park um you might think you're in there so you put a note because sometimes the truck driver will pick it up but then he's got to unload it or he takes it to another uh, 
loading area and they mm-hmm. put it on a bigger truck. And sometimes that truck driver doesn't tell the next truck driver because it's in a, a loading bay. So it's just important to communicate and, and make notes on it. And I would even say put has keys on there because I had a situation where it didn't make any sense, but the guy <laughs> said, didn't have no keys. Well, wait, <laughs> how did, how did get you get on it the on truck? the truck? But anyways, <laughs> you learn from experience and you just have to kind of take control of the situation. The, the other thing too is when you're loading, look at the other vehicles on there. Yeah. Because one time, you know, a lot of times they're going to put your car, depends on what kind of car it is, but if you have a really nice car and they've got some old pickup above it that's leaking oil all over, mm-hmm. that's a problem. And sometimes you have to say something like, this car is not going underneath there. It says, what if you had a convertible? You know, it's leaking oil on the convertible top. Mm-hmm. It's, it's bad. And so you just have to make sure to cover all your bases there and make sure it gets on there okay. Because even though they're the truck driver, they're, they know what they're supposed to be doing, they don't always know. And sometimes mm-hmm. we're human and we miss stuff. They miss stuff too. Mm-hmm. So it's good to, to have another set of eyes on stuff. Yeah, and we we personally load and unload every vehicle that leaves from here. So we're the ones who, because we want it to be a good experience. And so we personally are the ones who go out and make sure that things get loaded, that we're signing off, that we're okay for this vehicle to leave. And 99% of the time, it's fine. It's right. those weird little circumstances that come up. But when they do come up, it is not fun, and it can ruin your life for a minute. So yeah. um, <clears throat> so, so now we've got it loaded. Mm-hmm. Now it's on their way. You've got your pictures of it, so now you can send it to your customer. That yep. you you know just took pictures of it around on the day. The truck driver's going to take pictures. Take your own. Very, very important, and we'll tell you why in a minute, because this came in handy. Yeah, very very important. Mm -hmm. So it got loaded, and... Yep, now it's on its way. It's on its way. And they're going to load it up, strap it up, let your customer know that it left from you, and send them the photos, and sometimes I'll send them the bill of lading, too, or if they're... I had a situation recently where the address was correct, but it was a different zip code, on the bill of lading. So I just checked in with my, I corrected it with the truck driver, but then I checked in with the customer on the other end and said, Hey, address was right, but the zip code was different. And it was just something particular about that town. And so they were like, Oh, that's fine. It's not a big deal, but just make sure everybody knows all the things that you noticed yeah. about it. So when it, so now <clears throat> you're, you're the person receiving the car. Yeah. We talk about that. Very, very important. So when you're receiving a car, um, you're going to meet the truck driver. Um, same thing. You want to, you, you want to watch them unload the truck. If you can, you can't always, it depends on the meetup location, but watch them unload the truck or car or whatever. Um, and do your own walk around of the vehicle. Um, make sure that everything is as expected. Does it, start the way you thought it should does it look the way you thought it should is there any you know because you're seeing this vehicle in person now for the first time is everything as expected from what you've seen in pictures and videos etc to the product that you're getting 
on the other end. Yeah. Um, and the pictures that you saw of the day of loading, um, does it, you know, you want to, again, be friendly and polite and professional, but take your time with the car, truck, and make sure it has everything. Yeah. So, um, what else when you're receiving? Um, I, I can, if I think about it, I look underneath and, you know, if it's up on top, you know, sometimes you haven't really seen a car underneath. Mm -hmm. You're not going to look at it underneath, but just for your own thing, do a quick inspection underneath, not necessarily checking out the truck driver, but you can notice oil leaks and different things that you might need to repair down the road. So it's just a good opportunity that it's, it's up high and you can kind of take a little quick little peek. Yeah. You know, for yourself. Mm-hmm. And so you can kind of notice a few things. And then also one thing I noticed too is like how did they strap it down if the straps are still on it? Because they might bend, have bent something. Mm-hmm. Or most of them use tire straps now these days so it's not that big a deal. But if they use those ones that go on the side of the frame that kind of pop in and turn... Sometimes if you look at an old car, um, you'll see where they twisted it in there and they put too much pressure and it bent something or ripped out. Mm-hmm. And so they're liable for that, that kind of stuff. But it, 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 I, I don't do it all the time, but I just kind of just do a kind of a quick visual. And I don't say anything to the driver. I'm yeah, just it's just look. your own inspection. I'm just kind of looking, you, you know. Yeah, and that would be the time too if you're receiving a vehicle and you know that it's, um, you know, got... Just like that F-100, if you know that it's got something particular about how to drive it or how to put it in gear, and you know that about it, which you should, because hopefully you bought a car (laughs) and you have all the info. That's why we try to tell all the info we can. Tell them that. I mean, it's okay to repeat it and be like, oh, hey, to put this one in reverse, you have to push down and pull back or, you know. You got a double clutch or whatever. If there is a little oddity, it's okay to tell them that and to be, um, because it's helpful to them because they might not have remembered they've just shipped eight, right. 10 cars or dropped off three and picked up six. You never know. And so, um, let them know if there's any particular instructions for getting it on or off the truck and where you want it unloaded. Yeah. Too. It's okay to be, to figure, take the time to figure out with them if you don't do this often. It may just be like, well, they're just going to drop it off in the middle of my street. And maybe you wanted it parked somewhere else or it's a better place or yeah. something. Don't be afraid to communicate that to them. Yeah. So we, and when you unload, we had a situation a while ago um, and it was this really, really cool super camper special that we sold a few months ago. And the the owner of it shipped it here most fantastic customer in the entire world. She shipped it here for us to sell it for her. Um, and it was her husband's vehicle. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately her husband had passed away. So she was ready to sell it. So she contacted us. So we talked her through getting ready to ship it. She doesn't know how she'd never done this before in her life. So we talk her through the process and she fortunately listened to all of our tips and tricks. We said, take pictures of it all the way around. And then of course, when she was getting ready to load it, it wouldn't start. The battery was dead. You know, it was just kind of the, one of those things where it had been sitting for a little bit. So it was a little stressful moment for her. Um, so she got it started with the truck driver's help and really fine, nice truck driver. So they load it up. She takes photos. 
it arrives on our end and it's here for us to get off the truck. So we're doing our walk around and we look at it and we're like, wait a second. We saw pictures of this because she sent us pictures when we yeah. were talking to her on the phone. Where's the hubcaps? <clears throat> right. Didn't it have hubcaps on it? We were asking each other, didn't it have hubcaps? Yeah, and I think so. Trucks, sometimes they do and don't, you know. Yeah. So I look back at the photos that she sent. Yeah, it had hubcaps. And I'm like, well, maybe she didn't send them. Maybe they're, you know, maybe she took them off. Are they in the truck? We, They're not in the truck. Yeah. So we reach out to our customer and we're like, "Did were the hubcaps on that? And she's like, oh, yeah, they hubcaps were on it. And we said, well, they're not here now. Like, we looked. Yeah, the truck driver, he was like, no, there's no hubcaps on it. They didn't come with them. Yeah. No, uh-uh. So we're puzzled beyond belief. And I said, so did you... Do you can you send me the photos that you took of it when you loaded it? So she texts me the photos of it, and sure enough, there was hubcaps on it when it left. Yeah. And so, and those hubcaps, those particular style, very very expensive hubcaps. Yeah, they're like, you know, those for a three quarter ton Ford now, mm-hmm. which you used to be able to buy for like fifty dollars. Now they're like four or five hundred. Yeah, a lot you know, of money. Dog dish ones gone and they needed to be on the truck for the sale and so we were able to work with the trucking company and through their insurance and all whatever all those things then we were able to get reimbursed and then buy the hubcaps so that she could have her hubcaps back um so that's the one instance i mean you're going to take all these pictures and you're going to do it a hundred times and you're going to at one point it's going to be busy don't have time to do this okay i'm just i don't i'm receiving this vehicle don't really need to take the pictures or i'm sending it i don't have time who cares about the bill of lading but the one time that you really need it it can really come in handy because then our customer we were able to handle that situation for we just took care of it and um, like connected with the shipping company and did all that because she had never done it before. Um, and I just said, why don't you let us take care of this for you? And so we got we got it rectified right away. And we don't think the driver was involved. We think someone just came and yeah. popped off the hubcaps and that was that. Yeah. So. Um, the one thing that that truck driver <laughs> did do, um, the way he had it parked, there was a bunch of oil in the back. Yeah. Which we didn't know it's and. We were like, what is this rack in the back of the truck? Yeah. Remember that? I do. There was like this rack. And I go, oh, the lady must have sent like a, like a rack, the put together rack mm-hmm. for like a lumber rack. He goes, oh, no, I picked that up on Craigslist. <laughs> so, but he put a couple, by putting that in there, he put a couple cuts, which we didn't really realize till later, in the, uh, the bed liner. Yeah. And, but it's like, I just don't think truck drivers should do that, like, Let's just load something else in the back of someone else's car. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just the pictures are important and and different things. And we were able to get the oil out. Yeah, yeah, and the hubcap situation got rectified, but it it was a fight. But it was a fight, but don't give up because they finally did pay for it. Mm-hmm. I I did have to be, and you just really have to be firm, and you have to be again polite and professional. Except when they come at midnight and you're in your pajamas and they've scared right. your children, then right. all bets are off. But you, you have to, you have to, you just have to. If you're just too nice, then it'll go the wrong way. And those are the things where 
you know, Jason in the early years trying to be accommodating to truck drivers. It ended up not being good for him and in sometimes for our family. It didn't happen too often, but enough that it was like, oh, okay, we're dealing with another shipping right. issue. And so now we feel like we've got it pretty well under control, but there's always going to be some the one situation you didn't see coming. The shipping is just a little bit um, unpredictable. And so there's always something new. Just like every car, every car you buy, you could buy three Mustangs and they're all going to be different. They're all going to have their little yeah. idiosyncrasies. So Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's the shipping thing is just an interesting thing. And there's always a story. Mm-hmm. We'll probably talk about more stories about them different ones that have happened, but the the well, I'll just tell one little story of the shipping thing. We had a 69 Mach 1 at our shop. And it didn't have an engine or anything like that. It was headed to Australia. So the truck driver was out front, and I said, oh, let me get um, something that will push it out here. So Ormeo was going to pull it out there. And it was fairly light because there's no motor or tranny in it. And so I was, I was back there doing something, and I, my back was to the, kind of the road. And then all of a sudden I see a Maserati backing up. And I'm like, wait, what's a what's this? And backed up to the front of the mo- the Mustang. And I, it was a truck driver. I'm like, what is he doing? Is it, what is he doing? I go, what are you doing? And he goes, oh, I'm going to pull the Mustang. So, mind <laughs> you, this is a customer's car. <laughs> I forgot the about Maserati. This. <laughs> now, let me, before we get excited about the Maserati, the Maserati was one of those 80s <laughs> Plymouth. I don't even know what the car was called. Plymouth Laser or something like that, but Maserati converted them. They were just a garbage car and it had a little porthole window thing in it. So, but we'll just keep it as a Maserati. We'll just keep it at, yeah, that sounds so, so much more dramatic. So he hooks the chain to some other customer's <laughs> car. He hooked the chain underneath the customer's car. And he goes, no, I'll just pull it out there with this customer's car. And then, so it's a huge truck, right? Double-decker. And I go, well... Well, how are you going to get it on there? He goes, I don't have a winch. I'm going to use this car. So he hooks it with the chain. And he pulls the Maserati on the back of the truck. And you know how they go up and down like a roller coaster. And so he gets both of them there with the chain and just kind of goes up <laughs> and then goes fast. Oh, my And then gosh. goes up again so the Mustang oh. wouldn't hit it because he's dragging it. <laughs> And then pulls pulls it up there, and that's how we loaded that Mustang. That is frightening. <laughs> and I thought, oh my gosh, that's one for the record books. Because I'm thinking to myself, if I ever haul my car, yeah, or I'm getting a car, did they use it as a tow rig now? I just thought that was ridiculous. That is crazy. But it got towed by Total Style Maserati. That's right. What more could you want? Yeah, and then I guess we should probably. Close yeah. it up, but just one more story because we just talked about this the other night. We we worked with a truck driver for quite a long time in the early na- days. His name was Dwayne. He's not in the business anymore, mm. but we he had his own truck. He was awesome. He was a great guy, and he lived in Oregon, and so he he ended up shipping a lot of our cars for us, and he he was just a fantastic just person. Just old country boy. Yeah, and just had his truck, and he knew us, and we knew him, and... Um, we were just saying the other day, oh, I wonder what he's doing. Cause he got out of the trucking business yeah. just to do other things. But, um, he showed up one day 
and total country boy. And he's like, yeah, I, I got my jug of juice. And Jason's like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, I got this juice and it's really good. And he was telling me it felt better than he ever felt in his whole life. Yeah, because of his jug of juice. And, Jason, and you're like, well, what's in it? And he's like, I don't know, but it just makes me feel good. Yeah. And so <laughs> then he would have his jug of juice. It was some MLM, you know, yeah. juice. Yeah, company. he got into some company, but he had no clue. He's like, it tastes good, now I feel good. Yeah. And I thought, you know what, that's pretty good marketing, but you don't have to act like you know everything. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden you're a nutritionist or a vitamin person. It's just like, it makes me feel good and it's a jug of juice. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, he gave me a bottle of it. Mm -hmm. It was horrid. <laughs> <laughs> so it might have made you feel really good, but it tasted... Like death. It tasted like a jug of juice. It tastes like, yeah. Yeah, so we have a lot of good and funny and positive stories with truck drivers, too. But And we just have, like, someday, when we're <laughs> retired, we just need to tell all the stories. Because right. there's not ever enough time uh, to tell them. But we, we have fun, and there's always an adventure. And that's the other, I guess the last thing would be. Just have fun with it. Like when those stressful moments come, laugh about it. I was embarrassed that I went off on the truck driver in my bathroom. He shouldn't have showed up here. There was a cause to be upset and irritated. I shouldn't have got that mad. But now we laugh about it. Like, right. remember that time when you went out in your pajamas in your bathroom and just reamed the dude up one side and down the other. So I try, I try not to be a Karen. If I get the haircut... Let me know. Right. Oh, the... The, the Karen. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw this meme the other day. It said... Um, it was about Karen. It was a little video about, you know, how Karens are. And <laughs> the person's like, my salon lady knows what's up. When I go in, I just say, give me the John and Kate plus eight. <laughs> <laughs> so if I do that, let me know. I don't want right. to go that route. But... Anyways, thank you for listening to our podcast. We have a ton of stuff that we didn't even get to today. So um, we'll maybe talk about it next time. Yep. Hey, and it's our 28th wedding anniversary this weekend. It is. I didn't forget. You didn't forget. And we're we're going to be able to go on a little adventure. So yeah, that will so be, it'll fun. be fun. Say mm -hmm. So have a great weekend and have a jug of juice. Jug of juice. <laughs>